0: If you don't shoot, you won't kill it. let here, Tom. It's like this. I just killed a bug. Bill, we fucked up. We fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. Say you're not supposed to leave elk to find elk. And could that not be any more true in this situation? This podcast is brought to you by Right to Bear. Located in Alpine, California, Hit up Trent and Andrew for all your equipment, ammo, and firearm needs. Guys that write to bear are the best that San Diego has to offer and can line you up for success at the range or smashing that buck of a lifetime.
1: You know what's up. This is the big pillow. Hey, I just want to let you know, if you guys are all interested in doing a little shoot, join us on January 22nd out there in Whispering Winds. It's going to be the shoot for the Ranch Julian Outdoors, baby, yeah. On Saturday, there will be an RMEF party, yeah. And then Sunday's the shoot. We will have a booth there. We're going to be rocking it. Come out, baby, yeah. If you're interested in doing the shoot, Hit up Chris over there at the Ranch Julian Outdoors. It's gonna crack off January twenty second. Woo! There's only a few spots left. Get it, baby. Yeah, we're gonna be there. I hope to see you there too. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Brandon.
0: Um, we're actually gonna drop a Throwback Thursday podcast midweek this week. Um, the Ranch and Julian is putting on a shoot. It's coming up January 22nd. It's going to be an epic time. Uh, that being said, you know, big game hunting in California is pretty much over. Um, uh, guys that are out busting waterfowl and, and smashing up in game um, is awesome. Keep at it. Keep, keep, keep smashing, filling, filling limits. After that, though, pick up your rifle, your shotgun, and go take some coyotes off the landscape, right? It's something that I'm extremely passionate about now. Um, I've always smashed coyotes, but I've really gotten into the art of calling coyotes and how extremely difficult it can be and challenging, and I've enjoyed it. I have found a lot of enjoyment getting out there and smashing coyotes. It is something that is uh, super fun. I get out with my buddies, and it keeps me out in the field. That being said, guys... The episode we're going to drop tomorrow, Thursday, for our Throwback Thursday, is on stand videos with Case Covington. Me and Case, we stay in contact regularly still. Matter of fact, to be honest with you guys, I think we talk probably once a week. That guy is a certified yoke smasher. That guy just takes coyotes off the landscape, and he does it with such efficiency. If you guys are interested in coyote hunting, feel free to hit us up. We'll help you out by no means am I a professional, by no means, uh, can I sit here and guarantee you guys opportunities, but I can point you in the right direction and give you, give you tips and pointers that I've gotten from the guys that I've talked to and learned off of. Right. If, if, uh, if you want more, pay attention to this episode, take notes. And, um, if you want me to get you in contact with the guy, let me know. All right. Once again, Case Covington on Stand videos. Thanks guys. See you at the shoot. This podcast is super cool. I, uh, I've actually turned into a big predator hunter as of late. I've been slowly but surely getting into it. And it seems like as the days go by and the summertime uh, increases in heat, I turn into more and more of a predator hunter. (laughs) And and that's just fact. And on the other line, um, I got this guy. His name's Case. Case Covington. He's got a YouTube channel called On Stand Videos. Kid's a killer. Flat out killer. That being said, Case, tell the listeners who you are and what you're all about.
1: All right, well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, my name's Case Covington. Uh, I am the uh, I don't know what you call it, owner or founder of On Stand Videos. Uh, I've been making YouTube videos for a couple of years now. Um, I think we're right at I think it's our second year. Um, primarily predator hunting. Um, I mean, I'm definitely get down on some turkeys and. Uh, um, you know, deer hunt as well, but you know, I don't have as much success deer hunting. So we, uh, we definitely we focus on predators. Um, you put it as bang dogs, I kill cows. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I like to kill cows, uh, man. That's my uh, that's my that's my passion. So, and then uh, I kind of found passion in filming as well. So, uh, combining those two things, I mean, there's nothing better than getting out and you know, filming your stands and um like i said i'm case i'm with uh on Staying videos i appreciate you having me on
0: yeah man no problem dude my my listeners we we've done one other uh predator podcast and Mm -hmm. that was with ross from calling the country
1: and yeah i listened to that man that was awesome i checked him out after that That was that was cool dude ross is a cool dude like
0: super cool Mm -hmm. guy and, um, he had a ton of insight, but he obviously you're on the East coast and Ross is out here on the West coast. Well, he's in Arizona, but,
1: um, right, yeah.
0: it's, it's, it's not like, I don't know how to say it, man. It's not like there's a, I've never called on the East coast, but watching your videos, it's all the same stuff, right? Like you're calling coyotes, you're calling dogs, but I feel like it's right. a little bit different. I, I just,
1: it, it definitely is. So, uh, yeah, for anybody who do not know, I'm in Kentucky, I'm in central Kentucky uh it's definitely different than out west uh, you know there's not a cow in every other ditch uh, we definitely have cows we have plenty but uh I'm not saying you know all places have cows in every other ditch but uh, you know there's pockets here and there so it's definitely different and it's you know a lot of rolling hills, a lot of hollers you can hunt from. Uh, the thickest of thickets You can go to mountains Or you can hunt I mean you might have A 500 acre bottom So I mean it's In Kentucky you never You know it's just, It can be anything
0: Right Right Absolutely it, And dude we So <clears throat> Have you ever been On the west coast?
1: I have not Kentucky is far west As I've gone Oh okay <laughs> Well, listen, I would dude, love to. We go east mainly. Dude, east you and got, south. We hit Florida a little
0: bit. You'll have to check it out at some point. You know, Southern California. Oh, yeah. the, the terrain is so it's so diverse. It's really weird, man. Like we got mountains. Oh yeah. That some mountains are super rad and like wide open and and mm-hmm. you can glass for days. And then you got certain other mountains that are just like completely choked with chaparral brush and and just nasty thick stuff that's like really it's impenetrable to people for sure. You know, um, right. I mean, game runs around through that stuff, but they have their own ways, you know, but you know, and then we have lowland deserts and, and high deserts and dude, we got the coast. It's, it's, it's crazy,
1: but you're dude, right. as Well, dude, yeah, it's just totally, different. That, And that's the thing, man. Coyotes will live anywhere. They do. They will tuck up anywhere. I mean, there's pictures, uh, there's pictures and videos of them behind dumpsters in Chicago or New York, you know, they're everywhere.
0: Dude, I ain't kidding you when I tell you this stuff, man. Like, so I live in a pretty suburbia, right? Like, I don't have, like, downtown San Diego type living, but I live in a community where it's, like, dude, my neighbor's, like, eight feet on the other side of my house, you know? Like, wow. I, I, we got yeah. nobody, you know? I, we don't got any yeah. room here. But anyways, I've literally walked my dog down on our main street, dude, with my wife. And here comes two, two coyotes, dude, running down our street, just bombing down the street with a cat in its mouth within one of their mouths like
2: these things dude they're
0: like all over the place here man it is insane and it's it's crazy because like uh like you're saying oh you got little pockets of coyotes you know but down here it seems as if coyotes are on every corner now now i will tell you this much that me and brian um my old partner in the podcast he we went out the other night and we had done some e-scouting we're like dude this place gotta have some dogs Right, like we're we're gonna mm-hmm. go smash him. So we went out, man, and and we called for a few hours, man. Different stands, different locations in this general area. It's probably like a five square mile area. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Not one dog came in. Wow. And Now we were like, we were kind of worried. We were like, dude, what's going on? Like the wind wasn't perfect, but we had some stands where like the wind was perfect and everything was should have lined up. I mean. Man.
1: That, that right there is cow hunting 50. I went out Saturday. I think I was texting you. I I went out Saturday morning, uh, fresh farm. I mean, it's not, I think me and my father-in-law called it probably two or three years ago. So, you know, it's got fresh dogs on it. Well, we, I called it by myself and man, I had, I made two stands on it, 500 acres. I made two stands on it with perfect wind and you've never picked a better, you know, scenery. And just completely dry. Just nothing. Nothing. Came just, in. That's Kyle hunting. That's I, Kyle
0: of I feel like it is, you know. Um mm-hmm. I, I will tell you this much though, like elevation out here. You know, what I have found out, and then and then my good putty, my good buddy Timmy, um, he's a hardcore fucking dog killer as well. And he'll tell you flat out, like it, they're either there or they're not, right? And and we Oh, just, that's right. We we just for whatever reason. Like our higher elevations just have a lower density of dogs, they, they just do. Mm. They just yeah, it's yeah. Really, it's you wouldn't think that was the case because you know there's tons of food up in in the higher elevations up here. You know, like you would think like it's just dog heaven. Now I'm not saying they're not there, and I'm not saying that the guys that I know don't shoot them out of there, um, but it, generally speaking, lower elevations, man, is where we're killing these dogs.
1: And I think too, I think too don't may not realize that i think coyotes like to be around people oh, yeah. uh just because you know that is where the you know cats and stuff are scrap food i mean coyotes eat anything i kill a lot of coyotes you know where there's a house probably within you know two three hundred yards away um it just seems like they stay in those pockets kind of near people because they know worst comes to worst you know there's food around right yeah it, dude. So, like i said that one farm that i just called Man, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like it, it would be deer, turkey heaven. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I figured, you know, I hit my first howl, I figured coyotes were gonna light up all around me. Right. And man, I mean, I didn't hear a thing. It's crazy. No, no shit, huh? It's crazy. Yeah, that that's
0: a uh, that's pretty crazy. Well, I don't I don't want to say that because it's the same thing out here, dude. We like, yeah, man, that's the same thing out here. At least what I've been finding, at least lately, uh, we'll go to an area that is like pristine prime coyote habitat flat valleys like rolling hills Mm -hmm. walking in i mean you see you see cottontails running around you see signs you see it all man and then the dogs just don't come in but yet i i go out of town a half a mile and i do some urban dogging with a shotgun right and you slam Mm -hmm. them every time
1: dude like you see okay last last weekend i went out uh, i don 't summertime hunt a lot, but i 've been going you know last month so i 've been you know going quite a bit. Well, I went out last weekend and I kind of thought of you. I should have had a shotgun yeah. um, i uh I drove to my cousin's farm he 's got a uh, little house and two hundred acres he doesn 't live there, but he 's got feel rented so I had just made a dry stand it wasn 't really a dry stand. I walked in there was a coyote in the field and he you know he took off running it ended up dry. Well, I drive down there just for giggles because it was one of the only stands I had that my wind was right. I was like all right. I'll I'll hop down this creek, sit in this bottom, see what happens. The house is 200 yards behind me. I just drive up, get out, get my gear out. I play that first how, and two packs light up. One probably within 150 yards, and one was probably 300 yards to my left. So I sit, you know, I sit there for a minute, and I play a uh, I think it's a mom pup serenade. And before I can get the call muted, those two coyotes were in the field just mocked in flying. And I mean, I look behind me, you know, I look behind me and the house is there. Like you can see it, right. You know, they've got dogs and everything. So it's just, it's funny where they like to cag up and where they like to put their dens. I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to it. Um, but I'm telling you, you know, people think you have to have 300, 400 acres in the middle of nowhere. Somebody gives you the opportunity to cow on their property. I don't care if it's five acres, get out there. You can probably kill a cow on it.
2: Oh yeah. I,
0: it's, uh, Especially out here, man. Like I and you, I I feel like if you came to the West Coast, you'd be like coyote killing champion. You know, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not kidding you. If you're willing, you know, yeah. like just because you, the dog hunting out there seems as if it isn't as productive as it is in here, especially out of or over here. Especially out of the conversations that me and you have had numerous times, is like mm-hmm. you just don't have the numbers that I seem to see out here, and like with what my buddies seem to see out here. Right and, and right and th- that's true. I, well, and it's like our one buddy, or our buddy. Well, I haven't even done it yet with them, you know. But uh, they like to they like to hunt night. They like to run out and hunt nights, right? And they'll mm-hmm. they'll go lighten them up. And um, dude, they'll call in shit. They'll call. They'll go out and they'll run for like six hours, dude. And they'll call in mm-hmm. multiple dogs like throughout the night,
1: you know? Right.
0: Whereas well, like
1: and you know. Go for it, dude. There's guys, there's guys that uh, out here that put up consistent numbers. And I, also, too, I think that it varies, you know, just by your general location, too, and how many people are uh, out calling. you know, I see that my success, you know, I stay pretty consistent in the fall and, um, and and winter, stay pretty consistent killing. There's guys out here that, you know, go out and, you know, they kill a dog every couple of days, Um in the summer but i you know it's it's pretty challenging i think yeah um, but I, mean, I just see i i tend to oh. see, or i tend to believe that out west there's definitely maybe a higher number mm. uh, of coyotes but or maybe they're just easier to call i'm not sure i mean they're definitely sometimes you know sometimes you have those dumb coyotes out here that you know make it look easy sometimes you got to work for them right it's uh i think it's all really just uh It just depends on where
0: you're at. Yeah, I think so too, man. I mean, it's it's. I feel as if predator hunting is getting more and more popular. I mean, just with YouTube Oh, it's growing, dude. It it is growing. And out here, dude, we got predator hunting, like predator clubs that they all get together once a month and you know eat eat dinner and hang out and talk about where they're gonna Mm go smash dogs at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they Mm -hmm. it's it's a big thing out here, and um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've. I've been shooting coyotes since I've been hunting, but I haven't been calling them in and smashing them. It would always be like, oh, I'm out deer hunting. There's a, there's the a dog. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's For, how. I mean, my whole hunting career, I killed more coyotes, you know, deer hunting than I ever did coyote hunting, you know. I would, whenever, until I would get really into it and really got into filming coyote hunting, mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would kill more coyotes just being in the stand with a bow, you know, and see a coyote running by, you know, lip squeak it, get it in, shoot it with a bow. Um, oh, wow. I've I, I killed tons of coyotes like that. Wow! Um, well, and then see- I kind of I got into it big time. I uh, it I had uh, I grew up on thirty acres here in uh, Kentucky, and I've lost two dogs to coyotes just you know pack and mm-hmm. breeding season. Right. I had a uh, little Mincher-Pincher and then a, a beagle that ended up getting getting killed. So I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and call call one. And uh, man, when I called that first coyote and I took like, life, right, it was over.
0: Dude, it's it's crazy out here. California's like so hit or miss on coyotes, and um, Mm -hmm. everybody on like you know the ring camera, right? You know, yeah, dude. So everyone out here is on ring cameras, and it's funny if you watch your neighborhood, people like post, you know, like oh, watch out, there was a wild coyote in my yard, right? And they'll (laughs) post the video, and and then like you just laugh because you're like, yeah, they're looking for your cat, dude. You know, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I always, yep. I always like comment on it. I'm like, shoot that son bitch, you know, and people yeah. always comment so down. the same anti
1: that don't want you to.
0: Yeah. Why would you shoot that wild animal? She's looking to live. But then like, you know, they're all posting missing cat fucking signs and missing <laughs> yeah. dog signs, you know? And you're like, where do you think they your went? The cat ain't
1: wandering. It's gone. Yeah. yeah the cat's not wandering around. It's gone.
0: Dude, it got munched, you know? So it, yep. it's, it's Absolutely. crazy. It, you know. I, if I have an opportunity to smash a dog um I it's will It got to be done. You got to be done. You got to do it, you know. And and that's just the way it is. They're not going to go away. Like you're it's, no. they're like rats, you know. You are not going right. to get rid that's of coyotes. That's the fun.
1: That's my favorite part about it is uh, you couldn't go out, you know, even if there was no regulations on deer and turkey, you couldn't go out and do what you do to deer and turkey that you do to coyotes and keep your numbers oh yeah um i mean last year i killed nine coyotes off of one um 80 acre farm and they just keep packing in oh no shit huh yeah you couldn't go out and kill eight gobblers on one farm and expect to still have got you know tom turkeys running around no shot yeah yeah
0: i mean definitely for whatever reason it's, it's almost like the second you start shooting coyotes off a specific piece of property just new ones move in It's not like they, they you know, it's not like there's like, Oh, there's 50 of them that live on this farm. It's like, Oh no, there's a pack. Oh, there's a group. Exactly. You smash them and the new alpha moves in and whatever it is, you know?
1: Yeah. There's several articles talking about, you know, resident coyotes and transient coyotes. Um, they say a uh, transient will replace a resident coyote within two to three weeks after the, uh, the resident dies. Really? Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. That dude. That being said, all that stuff, real quick, dude. What made you start your channel?
1: Okay, so I have always, always loved filming uh, my hunts, but I just never took myself serious with it. And uh, my best friend since high school, Tanner, uh, he's like, "Man, I really want to get into filming, uh, filming hunts or whatever." And it just happened. I think fall around. Uh, all around the time that i would hunt coyotes i was like all right let's go out we'll film uh we'll film a couple stands well we ended up calling in a dog and we filmed it on my wife my wife's a photographer we filmed it on her camera in video mode Shaky as can be i mean the gun when it goes off the tripod like shakes it yeah. looks terrible it's actually still up on youtube i'll leave it up forever because it's my first coyote on film yeah um, you know I, it's so uncomfortable talking to the camera. Well, I put that out, and people were like, oh, this was really cool. Well, it just kind of kept growing, and every video just, you know, seemed to get better and better and better. Um, so I just fell in love with filming hunts, being able to – the way I look at it too is, you know, my daughter, she's pushing two years old. When I'm, Whenever I'm, you know, 40 or 50 and, she, you know, she's an adult and grown up, I can, you know, show her these videos and say, this is what I was doing when you were in diapers. Um, you know, I just yeah. find it amazing. Because how many times do you, uh, you know, talk about a hunt where only you and you know Brian or you know Ryan, the guys that you hunt with, only you two can remember it. You can only explain it to somebody so good. Right. So you know, somebody can. If I kill a color faced coyote, right, I can right. be telling about it and be like, "Well, actually, you know, check this out. You know, I got it on video." Right. Um, and people enjoy that, dude, because I mean, not you don't always get to go out uh, and hunt. We all have lives, so people love to you know live through other people. That's what I do. I love watching people on YouTube go out. and smash coyotes and turkeys and deer. Um, So it just, I found it fun to uh, put this stuff out, see people enjoy it. I'm nobody to, you know, listen to. I'm learning. Um, I found decent success in killing coyotes. And so if, if my videos can help people, I'm pumped about that. If not, just, you know, enjoy the ride with me and uh, keep growing. That's the, it's the fun of it really. Dude, I'm
0: telling you, you hit it right on the head. Um, not everybody can hunt like every day, like not everybody can hunt once a, once a month, you know, um, very very few people do I know that actually get a hunt as much as I do. And I feel as if I'm super fortunate. Right. And, uh, right. I don't ever take it for granted. And right. There are a ton of guys that literally live vicariously through, you know, Absolutely. for example, your channel, this podcast, other podcasts, other YouTube channels—they just sit back and they just watch it at night because it's like, oh, you know, the daily grind. They just don't have the time, or they're raising a young family, or maybe financials are in the way, or whatever it is. And I, YouTube's like the greatest thing. I I'm not Oh kidding, yeah, man. it's so badass, and it, and it allows individuals to learn by watching, right? And and I've learned tons of stuff off of YouTube. Right.
1: Well, and so. I, I was looking at just my channel analytics the other day. I think the majority is either 30%. I think it's right around 30% of my viewers are over 55 years old. So to me, you know, that's the guys that don't get to go out and do it as much. Or maybe they, I've had several of them comment be like, man, I used to love coyote hunting or, or, I, you know, if I could still get out there and do this, I would, or, you know, I lost the family farm that I was hunting on, blah, blah. Um, so I feel like maybe, that's what I watched YouTube for was to live through people because whenever I was a kid, I didn't have any land. You know, I I had, I grew up on 30 acres, but it's 30 acres of just pasture surrounded by nothing. There was no hunting on it. Right. Um, You know, I would, I would go out and pretend like I was hunting, but I would never kill anything. Right. Um, And then whenever I was 12, I knocked on my first door. Uh, My, uh, my neighbor, he's basically, I attribute all my hunting to, to him. When I was 12, I knocked on, on his door. He's got, luckily, he's got like 700 acres, uh, right beside me. And I asked him, I was like, Mr. Nolan, do you care if I, uh, bow hunt? I'll just hunt on this one little section or whatever. And, um, he's like, yeah, that'd be fine. He's an older guy. He passed away now, rest of his soul. But, uh, he's been let, you know, him and his family has been letting me hunt since, uh, since I was 12 years old, man. And I'm 25 now. So 13 years, um, they, I attribute a lot of what I do to them Right. and uh, he gave me that confidence to be able to knock on other people's doors. So, you know, uh, people around here, don't get scared when you see a little 130 pound kid knocking on your door. I'm just asking if I can kind of... Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I get her. I try and get around and do that as much as I can.
0: Oh yeah, dude. And listen, I, I knock on doors. I'll talk to any ranch hand I can find. I just, I mean, oh, yeah. listen, I, you cannot be scared to be told no. Flat out, no. like I've been. No. Man, check it out, <laughs> real quick. I was told no my whole life growing up. Right, my mom was telling me no yeah, my whole life. Man, I still yeah. get told no by my old lady right now. <laughs> right, dude. After, after <laughs> my old lady tells me no all the time, right? You know, so it's like, what's the difference, right? Just go oh, out. Not and, scared of a no? Yeah, I, I'm not scared of a no, and you know what? It's opened here's up. Here's what lot a no leads to.
1: So. I got one of that farm that I killed nine coyotes on last year. I, uh, I've i known, I've grown, I grew up in a small community, but I've known the guy forever. One day I saw his truck down at his little farmhouse. He it out, but I saw his truck down at the farmhouse. I stopped and talked to him and I was like, sir, would you mind if I turkey hunt? This is before I was huge into coyote hunting. Right. I was like, sir, would you mind if I turkey hunt? He's like, no, I just, uh, he I just told somebody no last week. So I really feel guilty if I tell you yes. Uh, I was like I understand no problem I said I I uh, I said, I really like to hunt coyotes too I Said if you have a uh, if you have any issues just give me a call and he's like well you know not right now but if you know if I need something I'll call you it wasn't about uh, well so turkey season in April so he was cutting hay in <clears throat> I'd say probably July and I get a phone call from him he said hey, so I just saw seven coyotes running in my back field he's like you gotta come out here I was like okay so I come out there kill a couple cows, you know, probably only killed two over the next three months, two or three, something like that. And, uh, what it leads to next April, I was talking to him about coyotes and I asked him, I was like, well, would you mind if I come back here and turkey hunt? He's like, well, since you killed them coyotes, that's fine. So I went back there here and I tagged out in two days. Oh yeah. On turkey. So oh man. That, you know, never be afraid of a no, because eventually a good amount of the time it does turn into a, well, yes, you can do this for this weekend or something. And that's all it takes. I mean, right. that's all it takes is for, you know, uh, one week in a coyote hunting, you
0: know, get yeah. you in there. Get you in. It. They they see it. You're respectable. <clears throat> you produce. You know, yeah. it makes it happen. Absolutely. You know, that, that's all it really takes. And like you said, that's what a no got You You know. Oh that, yeah, absolutely. That, that's quite a bit, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, how like let's get into more technical things. Okay. All right. This is coming yep. from a newer coyote hunter to a more experienced coyote hunter like yourself, right? All right. What you. you got? I always hear you shouldn't call a stand more than once, right, in X amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. How often are you calling the same stand?
1: Okay, so right now it's summer. I'm going to just try – if I'm calling a stand, I'm just going to hunt it probably once this summer. Um, I'm not going to burn it up just because I'm fortunate enough to have – Enough ground that I can rotate. Now in the winter time, um, you know I start pouring it heavy to them after deer season. So around December, I will hunt the same farms probably every three weeks. If I've got two weekends in between, I feel confident enough to go back in there and call. Oh really? Um, on yeah, on certain stands. Now there's some stands that I'll only call you know once a winter just because it doesn't hold a lot of dogs right um but but like that one that i killed nine off of last year why would i not keep coming back and pouring it till
2: right because
1: i know on the back of that farm there's like a hundred it's probably a hundred fifty foot drop off that if you were you and i were trying to go on that drop off you'd have to get on your hands and knees it just holds cows.
2: oh uh, really okay they
1: just rotate yeah they just rotate in and out of there so i call that stand roughly every three weeks now some of my other farms i only call once a month so in my opinion if you're willing to change your sequence now if you're the same guy that goes out and plays KG cotton every single time that you're on stand right. yeah, you're probably not going you're going to kill the first or second time you go out there and then you're just going to go out there and burn your ground
2: right. but if you're
1: willing to change where you make the stand and what you're playing i i'd call it you know if i only had seven or eight properties i'd probably i'd hunt every three weeks Until it just, you know, obviously was not working. Right,
0: right. Yeah, see, like, I have a handful of spots that I like to call, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. I have, I can be honest with you, and I can tell you that my most productive spot, I have called that thing since, I'm trying to think, handful of months, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. I think we shot the first dog off that thing back in, january or february when we shot Mm -hmm. the first dog off that thing and i've called it at least once or twice a month since then and it still Mm -hmm. produces dogs now i'm not going to say i smash them every time they come in which you know it actually leads into like shit you know you really got to kill these things when they come in but that's
1: worse you know exactly so that stands really good because if you're calling coyotes and you're not killing them and then you're still coming back dude. and calling them in. Yeah, you're doing something right. And I, you're doing I, something dude, right,
0: dude. And I ain't talking about just smashing one dog. Like one dog comes in and and that's it, right? Or like comes in, yeah. and hangs up. Like no, dude, we're calling in <clears throat> doubles and triples coming in at a time. Mm-hmm. And it has done this every time. Like I think the only time I've ever like only got one dog coming in was the last one. That video that I sent you.
1: That last yeah. one I just said, yeah. you, you know, and wasn't that the same stand? It just looked like the same stand. Yeah. Where I called that triple uh, I don't know, when I was. I think when I was. Yeah, when I was in Florida, you uh, called that triple. Yeah,
0: N. and and that's the worst thing. And dude, you know what the shittiest part about that is? I haven't even said it to the listeners. That's what a that's what a video camera does. It makes you fail. Oh yeah, you know. Oh
1: yeah, like oh yeah, I smashed a double last weekend. If I didn't have a camera, yeah, I, mean, I was dude, you know
0: kicks me right in the teeth i'm telling you dude the way that those dogs ran in dude i could have smashed a triple with my shotgun and it, and it was like mm-hmm. all because i wanted to get it on camera you know and part mm-hmm. to be honest with you partially i did it because you <laughs> i wanted to be able to send a video <laughs> to you of me smashing a dog with a shotgun you know like but I, yep. it just it happened so fast and then by the time i was on them with the camera on they were already at like 80 yards and i'm like well right. shit you know now you're like so that's so far I know guys will dump them at 80 yards and listen believe me I'm running dead coyote loads through my shotgun yeah if that dog yeah. stood there broadside long enough I probably would have just cracked one off at right it. um but I would right. definitely would have got a triple out of it you know but when they Not come in yet. at 30 yards all three of them right there it's like past shooting ducks
1: so yeah that's where you have to decide what you're gonna do and for me personally I I would have been more disappointed, and this is going to sound crazy. I would have been more disappointed if last weekend when I called in that double, if I would have killed them and not got them on film. I would have been more disappointed than I was, you know, getting footage and not killing them. And it's yeah. just I don't know. I don't. That's just how I'm wired. I would, I would rather get them on film, uh, right. And self filming, man, that's a, that's a beast. Dude, listen, I,
0: I'm, I'm an aspiring YouTuber. Right. I wish I had it. I wish I had what it took to, to have a sweet YouTube channel. Um, I know the places (laughs) I go, the hunts I go on support a good YouTube channel. Like I know it could, I just do editing Mm -hmm. and, and developing content and getting the content and, and filming hunts, man, that is tough, dude. Like, you know, people, people ask me and go, man, podcasting must be tough. It is tough, but I'm like, I -hmm. can do it because I've been doing it. Right. Um, right. I don't do a YouTube channel. I mean, I have one. Some ghetto ass. Mm-hmm. I think I have like 300 subscribers. Most, <laughs> most of our listeners like don't subscribe for a reason, you know, cause it's so shitty. Right? like, Why am I going to subscribe to that? Go, trash? go
1: watch my first, go watch my first video. You'll die. Uh, go listen, watch my first video. I'm just It's saying, worse than anything you've ever put
0: out. Uh, I'm just saying. I, I want to, put content out. If I'm going to smash dogs, I'll put that out. Right. If I'm going to go out shooting it, my bow or shooting guns, man, I'll put that kind of stuff out. I just don't, I don't know, man. It's just one of them things.
1: It does take, uh, it takes dedication. I mean, people don't realize, you know, you go watch my videos. I don't know what anybody thinks about them, but I put my heart into them. I mean, I'm editing for two hours on a video. Right. Um, uh, my cousin has taught me how to edit. Um, uh, he sat down with me cause he's pushed me wanting me to do, um, uh, YouTube. And, uh, just because, you know, I'm out there hunting, whatever. He's like, man, just take camera, take camera. Well, you know, obviously I decided, we decided to do that. And uh, he's helped me edit and he's taught me everything on the editing side. Uh, the last video I put out was the first video that I sat down on my personal computer and edited myself. And man, it took you know, a couple of hours and uh, it takes a, uh, it takes a dedication to do it. Right. Uh, just for people to be able to watch your videos.
0: It, it does. And, you know, it's crazy because... When you compare it to like, there's everybody that has a YouTube channel. You gotta edit, like yeah. You you can't free flow a YouTube channel. I don't think, right? I mean, not
1: I, anymore because other people are willing to put the time into edit. And if you're not willing to put the time into edit, people aren't gonna watch you. Um, you know, you have to be willing to make a you know, the best video possible. People don't, people don't want to see shaky footage and they don't want to see, you know, lackluster transitions where it doesn't make sense. You right. get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, people, people, I mean, we we're all snobs. I mean, what do you want You watch the best, you watch the best content you can, you know, oh, yeah. like the hunting public, they're incredible. They're yeah. editing great. Uh, they make you feel like you're right there in the sand, you know, on, mm-hmm. in the woods with them. Yeah. Uh, and that's what people that's what people want to watch and I don't do a good job at it but I try.
2: No, you do a great um, job
0: at it, dude. And um let me tell you something, the Honey, The Honey Public, and Hushin, and Hunting Fool, and the Mountain Project, all these guys that have badass mm-hmm. channels, they they all they all started where you started for sure. And then not only that, right. man, at a certain point, these guys became big enough to either supplement their day jobs to the point where it's like they're putting like hours and hours and hours into this stuff because it financially rewarding or they pay somebody to do it. Right. You know, that, so yeah. th- that that's why all of that stuff. And then they, then they hire professional camera guys to follow them around. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. everyone's got to start somewhere and and it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of like uh, how do I say it? So like, if you look at MMA, like mixed martial arts, what it is today mm-hmm. compared to what it yeah. was when I was full around with it, when I was, you know, a, a kid, um, yeah like you know the kids now are so well rounded like I watched a video my old my old manager sent me a video he's out in Arkansas and he's putting on fights out there he sent me some kids fighting and uh they're seventeen years old right and there was an amateur mm-hmm. scrap and uh the, these kids would there's no fucking way dude that I would have ever held a candle to these kids
1: at seventeen years old right and these kids are just right.
0: fucking Insane man, insane, and
1: that's the same thing. That's the same thing with coyote hunting or with YouTube, whatever. Somebody is going to be better than you, yeah. You know, nice. I, so you got to give it your all. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I've looked at you know, trying to edit my channel, edit my videos, is because I don't, you know, yeah, somebody is going to do it better, they're going to kill more coyotes than you, and they're going to put uh put better videos out so yeah. you know you gotta you gotta try and bring your a game you do. and that's why i don't put out i don't put out a video every week because i can't support it you know right. the last cows i killed you know I've, i haven't got to go out a ton the last cows i killed was you know a, a month ago so uh, i'm not going to put out a video of nothing i feel like quality content is better than no content
2: it is so, no you're,
1: or, you're hitting uh, it right quality content better than you know what i mean yeah exactly
0: and now and to be honest you're competing you're competing with kids that have grown up with a camera in their face for the last 10 years.
1: Right. I ain't kidding. That was the hard part too is, you know, getting comfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, imagine talking to a mirror. That's hard to do. It
0: is. It's crazy. My little niece, she's four years old. Right. And my mom, Mm -hmm. she doesn't know what any of this stuff is, but she watches YouTube Mm -hmm. and my mom will like videotape her jumping in her kiddie pool. Right. Mm -hmm. And she'll be talking about her little YouTube channel that she thinks she has. Right. Like, Like hair and makeup for so-and-so right and like yeah and it's she thinks it's hers and she's like so i don't know man there's no hesitation with the camera in her face we're like you put a camera in my face i'm like choking up Uh, uh, you know what i mean right it's wild man so it's you know i applaud you for what you
1: you used to yeah absolutely what i found is just trying to be real and uh, you know i want that to come across i don't uh my first yeah you know, like I said, my first video is hilarious to go back and watch, um, but i've I've gotten comfortable enough and um uh, you know just putting out stuff that people want to see and just trying to be relatable and just show them the real side of it right uh, because like you said earlier, I am a dad got a two year old uh, I have a stay at home wife, so you know I've gotta provide for family, and whenever I get to get out on the weekends, it's usually just one day on the weekend before they wake up so Right, I um, try to put you know I try to put my experiences out in the woods on YouTube for for people to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely, dude. It, well, I like mm-hmm. I said, man, I appreciate it. Real quick, man, let's uh, let's talk about some more stuff real fast. Um, oh, it's summertime, right? Mm-hmm. So, what, what are you starting your sequence off in the summer?
1: So earlier in the summer, I was just so earlier in the summer, I go with just triggering sounds. I would start out with. Uh, I would start out with pup sound. Mm-hmm. So, what I generally, so we're with MFK now. Uh, they sponsor the channel. So, I would start out with, let's see, if I can go to my pup sounds. I got my remote. So, I would start out with like a 5 week boom pup and I would let that play for probably 3 minutes and it just sounds like a, you know, a a small pup that's kind of getting harassed a little bit. I'd let that play for 3 to 4 minutes, pause it then I would stage it up. And what what you're just trying to do is trigger that coyote. You're not really trying to create a scenario like you do in the fall. You know in the fall and the winter you're playing that howl and that, that rabbit that's dying and then maybe a little bit of pup or some fights over top of that rabbit. You know, you're playing that scenario. With well, this, I'm just trying to trigger a coyote. So I stage my sounds up. I start with a five-week, move up to maybe a, a six or a nine-week, end up on a 16 week if nothing shows there uh, I'll generally go into a pup fight or a uh, like a den attack of some sort right uh, now now here in July I'm starting off with a how uh, my favorite one of my favorite uh, MFK house is the uh, boone lone wine house mm-hmm. man it gets cows to light up I don't I don't know why it's just got like a different pitch to it uh, when I take it out I mean it's what I locate cows with it's what I Play when I'm starting to stand right now. Uh, generally, you can get a pack if they're close to light up to it. And then if, if a pack does light up, I'm moving straight to. Uh, I'll probably respond with like a mom and pup uh, serenade. Yeah. And then uh, if you know if, if nothing howls back to that, I'm going straight. If they howled and they're within 200 yards, I'm going straight into pups now. Uh, just to get their feet moving, just yeah. to get them headed towards me. Right. I'm going into a pup fight, a den smash, den attack. Uh, or something you know something like that now if if nothing howls, i'm probably going to go into a softer pup sound because okay. um, if nothing house i'm going to take that as either not you know it's a miss a or somebody's not really interested i'm going to go into a softer pup sound like one of those five weeks or nine week pups right um but if they respond i'm going pretty aggressive i'm going into a pup fight or a uh like table scratch or something like that
0: okay and, that, and you that's just, what I would do. That's what you do in the summertime. Yeah, because in the here-
1: summertime, you're not going to catch me playing a uh, a prey distress. I will play uh, deer steak. I'll play some deer sounds because I mean be it's the perfect time to be playing some fawn sounds. Right. But you're not going to catch me playing a rabbit. I'm saving that rabbit for the fall.
2: For the
0: fall. Yeah, man. I I have mm-hmm. not been really touching the prey distress. I've been running um like a lone howl, like a long. That's great. You know, it's the the mm-hmm. coyote male lone howl just. Just to pop mm-hmm. it off, and, and I'll run that for, like you said, a couple minutes, and then uh, I'll mm-hmm. stop. I'll wait five minutes, and then I'll do – and it's – it's my favorite call is pup screams, right? But I do mm-hmm. pup into stress, number three, on the Fox Pro.
1: and pup, Yeah, the pup three is killer.
0: Pup three, right? And I'll run that for anywhere from seven to ten minutes. On full Mm -hmm. blast, man, like on 20, I I got the hammer jack too, right? So, I mean, the volume sequences Mm -hmm. are different than every call, but I'll run that full blast, man. And um, after 10 minutes, nothing comes in. That's 13 minutes on a stand. I'll stop for a few minutes, and then I'll do pup screams, full blast for five minutes. Nothing comes in. I'll drop it down the half volume and run that out for as long as I want to stay. Right? And then generally, man, they're all coming in on pup screams and i've noticed that they're all blasting in on pup screams
1: and so i think a lot of it is the changing of the frequency i don't like i said i don't think it's the scenario based i think it's you know changing that frequency of pup that triggers them to come in
0: you think so mm-hmm. yeah i
1: think it's a lot like uh you know do you turkey down a lot if you have you know when uh if you watch a Tom, you know when he's just, like, committed, when you've triggered his brain, right. whether it's by fanning him or calling. Like, there's nothing you can do to stop him from coming in. Right, I think right. staging uh, – I think, this, like, right now in the summer, staging those sounds is uh, kind of a cheat code. Just yeah. Don't be afraid to start with a – you know, play three or four different pup sounds. Right.
0: Well, I can tell you – I don't what, think
1: there's man. any order.
0: Oh, you don't? I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, man, I think that's like, the order that it's going. I, but – if you don't think it's, the order, yeah, I think then. you
1: could play. I think you could play it uh, reverse. You know, I don't. I don't know if it really matters. I could be wrong. Now, also, I'm going off of just you know some advice that uh, some guys have told me. But I found that the order doesn't really matter. You know, if you play a a 16 week and then a five week pup, you know, I don't. I think just that changing triggers their brain. I don't think you know they're going to sit back and be like, yo, why is that cow just getting younger? You know what I mean? Right. I feel like it's just like it triggers their brain to think what's going on so they gotta go check it
0: out i can tell you right now that the difference in like late fall winter hunting compared to summertime hunting um the dogs in the summertime these yotes are coming in and they're literally hitting my call oh yeah they are coming in just full sprint boom they're bombing in and it's like Mm uh it's different because in the in the fall and the winter time, man, these dogs they come in and they're like more cautious. You know, you can get them coming in. I had a couple of dogs last year coming in hot, but like most of them would come in and they want to like know where it's coming from before they come in. Like they're they're more apt I feel like to downwind me, you know. They're more apt to circle me in the fall.
1: Um, it seems like when they're pl- when they're hearing that prey distress, from my experience, when they're hearing prey distress, their first thing is. I got to get downwind because I feel like, you know, a rabbit in tall grass, they're, they're not going to see it. If it's in Roxbury, they're not going to see it. So I feel like the first thing a coyote wants to do in the fall when it's hearing that cottontail or jackrabbit, whatever you're playing, the first thing it wants to do is get downwind in the summer. It's hearing that pup screen. I think the first thing it wants to do is see it.
0: Right. Right. Makes sense.
1: You get know what I'm saying? Because if you see if pups are out there fighting, you would see them. If a rabbit's over in a ditch dying, you're not going you know, you might not see it. Right. How often do you walk right up on a rabbit and it just jumps up and startles you? You know, right. uh, you can't see them from far. So I feel like in the fall, winter, they're definitely going to try and you know get in that, get downwind first.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's so crazy how much how much the learning curve is when calling dogs, man. It's mm-hmm. it's wild, and that's just one thing that I've picked up on quite a bit is that those dogs oh, when they come in in the summertime, like right now when they're coming in. They're coming in. Like, I've always wanted wanted to arrow one on the ground, right? Like, not out of retreat, but just, like, doing a typical stand with my bow. I want to, like, sit with my bow. Mm -hmm. But right now, man, it would be so hard to stop these dogs when they come in, man, because they're coming in so fast.
1: Man, that last double I called in last weekend or whatever, uh, those coyotes were, like, so I don't brush in at all. Like, I sit in a, a tall chair with my tripod right beside me, you know, my bipod out, everything. I sit out you know just I sit with a backing you know in the wood line or whatever but I'm not like brushed in or in a leafy suit I just wear a t-shirt and uh, pants so I call those coyotes in after they run through the field go back up in the woods I keep playing pup. these coyotes have seen me and one of them comes out of the woods runs directly at me gets to within probably seven or eight yards of me and then bolts like is running at me Whoa. so like you said in the summer yeah in the summer they're just Stupid, like they're just not stupid, but they commit so much harder than they do in the winter. Yeah, you'll have hard chargers in the winter, but I don't know. It's like the territory stuff because I mean, you know, a rabbit dying is not really a territorial issue, right? Uh, it, I feel like when you're playing those pup screens, uh, especially if you mix in some of uh, some adult growls or something, right? Uh, it triggers their uh, it triggers them to where like they almost aren't leaving because those cows. I played with them for forty minutes. They left. I could see them leaving, and I played the same how I started with. The jokers mm-hmm. ran back within probably seventy yards of me in the woods and just started booger barking at me.
0: No, dude, that's what happened when I called that that triple in. The two of mm-hmm. them, two of them left completely, man. And I was like, man, I wonder if I can get back. And that one just sat there like, I don't know, one hundred fifty yards and just barked at me the whole time, just barked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I had my two two three, thing would have been dead. You know, yeah. that's what yeah. happens when you run yeah. around with a shotgun.
1: Man, see that I'm not a shotgun guy. I don't I don't like to run one at all. But I wish I had one on that stand. Yeah. I'm a, I'm the firm believer. I'm a firm believer that a rifle can make any shot a, uh, a shotgun can. A shotgun can't make any shot a rifle can. Uh, that bit me. But also too, I would would have been dead if I wasn't trying to film. Self film. Well, if well, I had a cameraman, it would have been easy.
0: Yeah, there you go. You know that's what I'm saying, man. When you film it, it just complicates everything, em. man
1: they stop, but they're running 25 miles an hour through a field. So when they stop, okay, I got to reach over, get my camera on it. Yep. Now I'm back on it. Well, they take off again, mm-hmm. you know, the call muted. They take off and they start circling again. Yeah. Uh, if I had a cameraman there, I mean, do that video would have went crazy. It'd have been sweet.
0: That's what, yeah. Oh, man. Me and my buddies were starting to talk about like, Oh, one of us just needs to be on the camera the whole time. If we're going to try to film, you know?
1: Yeah. I will say that is a, uh, like I guess I couldn't do any of this without Tanner. He, uh, he's i offer him to run the gun whatever he's like nah man he's like i know how to run the camera i'll just run the camera I mean, he knows how to run a gun too but yeah. uh he's like i know how to run the camera he's like i don't care who shoots it he's like i just want to, you know
2: yeah. i just want
1: to get a video out and uh you know he's having that cameraman definitely helps yeah then but when you do self film too i mean there's no better high than self filming a pair of coyotes coming in. oh yeah if you, you get it on camera
0: it's, that's a good one dude
1: that's crazy. Well, mm-hmm.
0: what um, what are your favorite calls, real quick, man? And then,
1: all right. So, <laughs> last year, before I was even with MFK, uh, last year I started all of my fall stands um, with the uh, with the female loan, uh, the female invitation house. I but I would run it as a loan house. Uh, the difference between the invitation alone is like an invitation how, you just let it play out and you know it's like howling there for three or four minutes. What I would do is just let it howl, maybe once come back down howl again and then pause it and then wait for rabbit. So, I love starting out with the MSK lone how, but right now I'm hooked on, uh, I'm hooked on playing the boon lone how. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. KG cocktail is my favorite rabbit sound of all time. Um, I've killed so many coyotes off of it. Pup three is insane. Everybody's got it. So you gotta be careful when you use it. Pup three is super good. Um, the, uh, den smash and den attack table scraps from MFK pound town from MFK is crazy. Right. Um, those are like a, you know, a fight sound, but, um, I've only ever ran a Fox pro Fox pro comes loaded with plenty of, uh, you know, they, they come loaded with enough sounds to kill every cow in the country. Oh, yeah. Um, so, there's so, so much good stuff out there. Uh, female sore house, coy female sore house, that's probably got to be one of the best uh, female house ever recorded. Uh, it kills a lot of coyotes, too. So Right.
0: right. I'll tell you what, man. Some but, of
1: those. Those were great.
0: Dude, the, the MFK calls, I, I want to get my controller loaded up with them.
1: I just do. Man, you got to get in there. I'm telling you, it'll change everything
0: yeah i i want to i'm finna. What? i'm finna switch my uh my e-caller up matter of fact i like i said i run that hammerjack too has two speakers mm-hmm. on it it's cool you can't run two calls at once like two sounds at once mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um i feel like if this is ran its course and, and obviously i'll continue to keep it and, and smash dogs mm-hmm. with it but man i think i want like an x-wave or something you know
1: so I ran the Fusion, which is basically – it's old. Uh, I ran the Fusion all last year in it but, but you can – it's got that Fusion feature on it. And if you don't have the Fusion feature, I would definitely look at getting a call it does. The X24, uh, the X-Wave is huge. It's really big. I've got the Field Pack or whatever from Fox Pro to carry it around. Right. Uh, it makes it nice because I can hook my chair to it, and I can carry my – I can hook my gun in the little strap or whatever. So that makes it nice. Uh, the X-Wave is a dirty call. It is big, but, uh, I mean, the X24, man, that's a, that's a great one. The X24 and X2X, one of those you can – it has the fusion feature. I'm not sure. If, I think it might be the X2S.
0: If, because since you run the X-Wave, um, if you could switch it up, would you? Like get X24? No, no. You'd keep the
1: X-Wave? No. Yeah, the X-Wave is the uh, – I could trade it to X24 tomorrow. I wouldn't do that. Right. I right. love my X-Wave.
0: Yeah, see, I'm pretty sure the X-Wave is exactly what I'm going to end up pulling. I mean, I know it's pricey, but, I mean, you get what you pay for.
1: Yeah, you do, and uh, the way I look at it is the X-Wave has all the options all the other ones do. You know, it's got two of the X-Series speakers on it. You can always turn one off if you don't want to. And also, it's a 40-stage volume, so, I mean, you can start off at zero and move all the way up to 40. So, uh, to me, it's got every feature that I could want. It has diffusion on it. Uh, like I said, downside, it's heavy, but I've got that scout pack that's literally like a backpack that you can put the call in it's got you know it's designed for the x wave uh, so no i if i I wouldn't switch off the x wave I'll have it until I'm sure they'll come out with something else I want, but I'll run the x wave for a while for sure
0: right well listen man i uh I appreciate you coming on this podcast. We've been ripping it for. 52 minutes man
1: um feels like five minutes we got some, we could cover we could cover tons of stuff
0: dude tons of stuff i'm actually it's funny we, you know last time we were talking you know you're like come on out and bang dogs and i'm like yeah man Absolutely. i think i think it's gonna happen possibly january um I you think got that,
1: the invite brother you holler at me
0: dude i think it would be super fun to roll out there i'll be out on the on the east coast right around that time anyway so it's like might as well just swing on through
1: mm-hmm. for a few days yeah, you got a spot here man i'll try and put you on some some kentucky cows they're uh i don't know what what's how, how big are cows y'all get out there uh
0: I don't, I don't know man i I whiffed one in the fall last year that I swear was 60 pounds but I don't think so it was just its coat uh they're like yeah 30, 30 pounds. They're not
1: very big 30 pounds
0: yeah they're not big. that's I mean, what
1: i've 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 seen that they're you know 30 35 pounds up there I mean it's not you know you can get up in the 40s here I've set some cows that you know holding them up to my, I'm, on. I'd say I'm probably like 5'10", 5'11", uh, holding the cows up by the foot. You know, their back foot is up at my head and their front feet are, you know, touching, the, you know, almost touching the ground. We've got some decent, I know the Easterns are quite a bit bigger, it seems like.
0: Well, I can tell you this much. The dogs that are going down out here, depending on where you shoot them, depends on their size. If you're dumping them in the desert, <laughs> those little scraggly fuckers, they're, they're not yeah. really heavy at all, you know, but you get some of these urban dogs. Yeah, dude, they're munching cats every night, you know? They're big.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the way it is here, too, just depending on the farms. Like, uh, me and my father-in-law won a uh, big dog tournament a couple years back. I think the probably was like, 43 pounds or something. Dude, oh, wow. it's just a unit of a cat. You're just a unit. I mean, it looks like a wolf out there.
0: Yeah, that's big. That, that's Crazy. A, that's real big. Well, mm-hmm. listen, dude, um... We'll get you on again for sure, man. Uh, this isn't a oh, one-time anytime. deal, you know. And uh, we'll go from there. But, dude, if you don't got nothing else to add, I know you got things to tend to. I got things to tend to. Let's wrap this one yeah, up. Man. You got anything else?
1: If you're going out coyote hunting, play your wind. Uh, uh, the wind walking in is more important now. It's more important or just as important as when you're actually on sand. Pay attention to that wind. It's everything. Uh, if you'll... Don't hunt the wind directly in your face. Make sure you're hunting across wind. Make sure you can always see downwind. Um, have your patience. You do that, you'll kill a lot of cows.
0: Perfect, dude. That that those are good tips right there, man. Um, real quick, dude, blast off your social media accounts. Let's try to get you some followers and, and let all my guys know so maybe they'll uh, start taking a peek at you.
1: Yeah, man. I appreciate you letting me uh, be here. So uh, it's on everything. It's on span videos. It's YouTube uh Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh on stand videos, just like you'd be on stand coyote hunting. So uh pretty easy to find. Uh you'll see my ugly mug holding the coyote up.
0: Well perfect dude. All my uh all the listeners make sure you check him out. Get get this down and, and um pay attention to this one, dude. This was a good one, man. I appreciate you coming on, dude.
1: That's it. Appreciate you, Brandon. Thanks for having me. All right,
0: bro. Hold on, okay? Don't hang up. I'm just gonna do the exit.
1: Gotcha.